and welcome to the second episode of What Up, where we talk about what up with our mental, spiritual, and emotional health. Uh, we are here to help give spiritual direction to help people have a healthy mental and emotional approach to life. Um, we want to make sure that we're giving you the tools and the things that you need, especially in such a difficult time. It's a weird holiday season. Uh, last week, last time we talked, we talked about um, having Thanksgiving in person, and we actually didn't end up doing that. So we want to provide some guidance for working through this holiday season. My name is Joy Lyle. I am a licensed mental health provider, and I am here with my dear old dad. Hello, everyone. And with who else? We have today our friend and colleague, Beth Bolthouse. Hello, uh, everybody. Beth, do you want to introduce yourself or would you like me to do it? No, I can introduce myself. I'm a licensed professional counselor in Michigan. Um, I am also have a master's of science in thanatology, which is um, the study of death and dying, grief and loss. And I've been in the counseling field for 17 years and I've been specializing in grief and loss for the past 13 years. And I do a variety of groups and individual counseling and workshops and things like that. Glad to be here tonight. Thank you. Welcome. Glad to have you. Same here. Very much so. And I, I know as we began our journey, um, episode two, we are going to talk about grieving. And one of the things about grieving that we need to understand is that it is normal. And it's a healthy way to react, to deal with loss. And I was spending some time just thinking about that in terms of scripture being that I am a pastor, a small rural church of some 26 years, and I ran into 2 Samuel 1, and, and I'm not going to read the whole text, but what I am going to notice is if you turn to that text, you'll see David is reacting to the loss of Jonathan and of Saul in battle, and he just collapses, and he's dealing with mourning and grieving. And so when we look over the Bible, we see so many examples of mourning. And one of the questions that I asked myself is, you know, how do we deal with mourning? How do we deal with grieving? And, and I happened to run across this little meme, and it's from what's called Champlin's Presence, and it says, grief. Grief never ends, but it changes. It's a passage, not a place to stay. The sense of loss must give away if we are to value the life that was lived. Grief is not a sign of weakness nor a lack of faith. It's the price of love. And when I was reading through that, I kept thinking to myself, is this truly what grief is? And that's when Joy and I were talking going, hi, hi, I got somebody for you. And Beth, <laughs> how do you react to that meme in particular, that poem I read about grieving? Do you think it's on the money, off the money? What's your thinking on it? Uh, both. <laughs> Um, I do think grief is the price we pay for love. When you think about how much we grieve something, usually it's because it meant something. Um, it could have meant something in a very loving, special way. It could have meant something in a hurtful way. But, um, you know, just the fact that we can grieve it tells us how important it was or how the person was important if it's a person. Um, you know, I don't know that I would describe grief as a passage to get through as much as a journey that we are on and grief does change over time. Um, I will say, you know, most people would tell you that 
you know, there's no getting over grief, but it does change over time so that it becomes part of our history. The loss becomes part of our history and part of our life. And, um, you know, we may have twinges of sadness later. I, you know, I think we go from loss to loss. So, you know, we grieve and then we feel like, okay, I'm working through this. I'm not feeling as sad. And then boom, something else hits us. So I think grief is something that we go through over the lifetime. And a lot of times we may not acknowledge that we're grieving. Um, we may not even realize that we're grieving. I went through a really significant loss in 2007 and couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I kept questioning myself, why am I feeling like this? Why can't I deal with this? Why am I you know, struggling so much? And when I started into grief work at that time, because I'd already been doing counseling, I started learning more about grief and I realized, well, I'm grieving and I'm not dealing with this loss in the same way that I need to or in the way that I need to, uh, which was through a grief perspective and starting to really allow myself to have my feelings and acknowledge them. And, you know, grief is the emotional reaction to loss and mourning is how we express that loss. And so uh, journaling helped me a lot. Um, talking to someone that I trusted helped me a lot. And um, I, you know, there's just a lot of pieces to it. But uh, like I said, I think a lot of times we're grieving and we don't realize it or validate it. I, I want to ask a clarifying question because it's okay. the first time that I have heard the difference between grieving and mourning. So can you say that again? Yeah. Um, in fact, I'll throw in another term. Uh, bereavement is kind of like an umbrella. Okay. for all the losses and how we respond to them. But when we grieve, when we're, when we're grieving, we're really dealing with the emotional side of it and even the thoughts that go with it, the processes, thought processes. But mourning is really an act, how we um, express our grief. Maybe people go to the cemetery, maybe they light a candle, um, maybe they journal, maybe they talk to their loved one, maybe they have rituals, whether it's a memorial service or a birthday party every time their loved one uh, birthday comes around. Um, you know, it's just all different kinds of ways that people mourn to express their grief. Okay. So th that's the distinction. You brought up a really good point too, I think, Beth, that I don't know if a lot of people think about, um, which is that Grieving and mourning doesn't necessarily have to be for a person loss. It's okay to grieve and mourn losses of things like jobs, communities, careers, um, pets. All things are, are valid. And um, in my field, I have often had people try to diminish their grief, say, mm -hmm. but that was nothing or but that wasn't a big deal. And the more that they diminish it, um, the more it hurts them, right? Yeah. Grief Absolutely. and loss. Mourning is valid, and it's something that we as humans need to do instead of holding it all in. Yeah, have, absolutely. Have you had similar experiences? Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, people, like you said, a lot of times people want to minimize it. Um, they may feel shame. Oh, I shouldn't be grieving this. What's wrong with me? So-and-so lost their job. They got right back on top. Look at me. I can't do it. And that's so unfair to compare. Um, because really everyone experiences loss different. And in fact, uh, the Grief Recovery Institute, which is um, out in California, they identify change. Every time you go through a change, you go through some type of loss. Whether we actually grieve that loss or not, you know, is really individual. But when you start to think about all the changes in our life, maybe someone moves. And, uh, you know, what do we do when we, we move? We lose our friends, we lose our church, we lose our connections, we Maybe it's a good move, but we're still, we still have a loss. And so identifying that and um, allowing ourselves to have our feelings. I found, uh, I have found 
my own life um, and also working with people, that's the one area that a lot of people don't do is acknowledge how I really feel. They're afraid that someone will shame them or tell them, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Um, a lot of times well-meaning friends will say, oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, even people at church, I've had some people tell me how they'll say, oh, don't worry. They're in a better place now. Trying to be an encouragement, but that actually really can make it more hurtful. So it's really important to really acknowledge our feelings and, and give ourselves permission. This is how I feel and it's okay. And I, I think that's the most difficult part is saying it's okay to be mourning. It's okay mm -hmm. to be grieving or put it underneath that umbrella of bereavement. Yeah. Um, in, in my- Bereavement, um, dad. Bereavement. Bereavement. She's Good my job. Aaron. She's my Aaron. Um, and, and the thing that really comes out for me is I remember sitting with a dear elderly gentleman and they had had five miscarriages. Oh, wow. And in that time period, we're talking over 50, 60 years ago, you mm -hmm. would sort of ignore mm -hmm. that owning, hey, I lost something important right. to me. I lost, right. and, and he shared with me, he taught me a lot about each miscarriage is a child right that i bereave that's exactly right and you know and i think people need to be aware of that you know is that give yourself that right mm -hmm. you know if i was giving any you know pastoral care uh acknowledgement wisdom is it's all right to bereave it's all right to grieve it's all right yeah. to mourn let it yes. happen that's right. You know, you bring up miscarriage, and that is one of the most hardest losses for a woman to go through. Um, and yet it's also under acknowledged as a real loss. And when I work with women who have had miscarriages, I encourage them to name that child yes. um, to have if they feel comfortable, if they want to, to have some type of service or memorial or lantern release or something and find a way to acknowledge that baby because other people in their life will tend to minimize it, not because they don't think it was important, but because they just don't understand it, especially if they've never had a miscarriage. It's really easy for them to not really identify what that woman's going through, but it can just be such a horribly painful thing. And it's really important that you know people just provide that empathy, that presence, that care and compassion without judgment and allow that woman to really have her feelings and have her sadness and work through that grief because it's a very legitimate loss and a very legitimate grief. It's very real. And the one thing he Huge. shared, yeah. And the one thing he shared with me is the least comforting phrase was this, you can have another one. Oh yeah. The least comforting. And, and I think you know, when we're thinking about this whole area of dealing with mourning, grieving, bereavement, acknowledge it, work with it, you know, don't be scared of it. And that takes time for people to learn because sometimes we come from the, the mindset, I work with a lot of people where tough it out and ignore it, get through it, you know, and that's not healthy. That's not healthy. Right. No, it's not. And, you know, tough it out doesn't help anyone, especially the griever. And a lot of times people say, well, I don't know what to say. So, you know, maybe I'll look up a verse and give it to them, or maybe I'll just, you know, try to say something. And I always feel like, you know, if you don't know what to say, then say nothing, yeah. but give them a hug. Yeah. You know, why not drop them a note and just say, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about you. And I just want you to know that that's all you have to say. You don't have to go into a big, long thing or try to 
um, you know, come up with some scripture passage that you think will be comforting for them because, you know, their faith might have been challenged too. And so that's probably the last thing a lot of people really need to hear. They need empathy and they need presence, whether it's in person, whether it's on the phone, whether it's through a, a letter in the mail. Um, and they really need to be listened to without judgment and not trying to tell them how to feel, not trying to fix them. So Beth, as we're in this holiday season, and obviously, once again, it's a strange year, and there's so much mourning going on for so many major losses. Do you have any tips or advice, um, kind of twofold, for those who are mourning, and also to help those who are mourning in this holiday well, I, season? Yeah, I think people that are going through a loss and dealing with it, um, first of all, you know, holidays, families tend to get together in one way or another, whether it's in person, whether it's on Zoom, uh, over the phone, whatever it might be. And to really identify and recognize every single person in that family is grieving differently. No one's going to be grieving the same. And that is okay. If you see someone that's not crying, don't say, oh, they're not grieving because they are, they may just be grieving privately. Or if you feel like someone's just crying all the time, they're not trying to get attention. They just want, they just don't know what to do. And they're just very emotional. So just allow everyone to have permission to grieve how they grieve. And if they want to talk about it, or if they don't, it's okay. Um, another thing too, um, is to maybe find ways that are meaningful for the family to remember this person. Um, especially if it was a person or if it wasn't a person to just talk about what happened. Um, maybe set a candle up at the table. Um, in their honor, maybe decorate a Christmas tree that just has memories that make you think of them. Um, there's just all different kinds of ways. But, you know, the other thing too is just to communicate with each other. What do we want to do to remember Aunt Mary this year? Um, I know one family a few years ago, they lost a loved one and they were trying to figure out what to do over the holidays. And so they ended up putting a stocking out along with everyone else's, they put a stocking out for him. And then over the holiday, like the two week period, everyone that stopped by just wrote a little note and put that in the stocking. And then um, at, later on after Christmas was over, uh, the family opened the stocking up and read it. And just how meaningful that was to read those little stories, those little encouragements. And so now that's become one of their traditions that they do. So there's all kinds of things that you can do, talk together as a family and think about what would be meaningful for you guys. Um, as far as supporting people um, who are grieving, uh, sometimes, you know, maybe make them a meal or ask them, can I come over and help you decorate? Have you put your tree up? And if they don't wanna put a tree up, that is okay. Because a lot of times people just aren't in the mood and, and, to, and to not criticize them for that. But if they feel like they want to do some decorating, but they don't have the motivation, they're exhausted, because that's the other thing about grief, it just drains you every which way, especially physically, um, you know, go over, say, hey, you know what, I'm gonna come over tonight and I'll just decorate your house for you. You tell me what you want and, you know, just see if that would be okay. Or, um, you know, just find out what they need. And if they don't know what they need, um, you know, maybe just let them know I'm here. And then when they reach out, be there. Don't say I'll be here. And then when they reach out, say, oh, sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> that, that ends up being more hurtful too. Yeah. And I think these are very valid, important actions because that's one thing about what up we're after is give us things we can do after we watch this vlog. Um, and, and I, I, really want to emphasize as a pastor, there's a, a discipline I learned the hard way. It's called the ministry of presence. 
Yeah, definitely. You just go in, sit there and be still. And if they speak to you, amen. If they just want you there in the silence. Right. That's the most important thing, that ministry of presence. And, you know, if you have a dear friend, you're not sure what to do with, you're not sure what to say, do the ministry of presence. Just sit there. They'll tell you what they want. Exactly. You know, let them write in you, as it were, at that point. Joy, that's so important. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Beth. I was just say that's so important. Um, there have been times when I'm just with a client who's grieving. And we just sit there and that's okay. And start to let yourself feel okay being quiet. You know, the last thing a griever really needs or wants is for you to come over, sit down and tell your story of loss. Because you know what? They don't care. Right. They're hurting and they can't take it. It's so stressful. So just to be there for them. Um, that's so, so, so important. I want to also bring up something else because so much has happened this year with COVID, with racial violence, with the uh, election. And I would encourage everybody, you know, especially with the holidays, you know, put the TV away, get, you know, go off Facebook, Amen. Leave yes. everything that you might have disagreements with others in your family, leave it at the door because your family and your friends are more important than who's going to be in the white house than, you know, who's putting out what vaccine when Got and that. choose to love each other, regardless of all the other stuff that's out there right now, trying to separate everybody. I mean, there's a huge loss right now in our country on so many of these levels. You know, COVID has isolated people and the election has marginalized people and, you know, all the racial stuff has just been so, so hurtful and destructive. And we really need to be intentional about truly loving each other. And, you know, that's one of the most important things we can do during the season. And especially when we're grieving our own individual or family losses, everything else just piles right on top of that. So, you know, take time to really choose, I'm going to be loving and, and none of this other stuff matters, at least for these few weeks. Yeah. Oh man, ruined my holiday plans. I thought we were going to duke it out, right? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Beth, thank you so much for being here with us today. Once again, the awesome Beth Bolthouse. Uh, she runs some <laughs> awesome grief groups um, and she would love to have you be a part of that. So if you're interested yeah. in being a part of her grief group, uh, please send us a message on our What Up Facebook page and we'll get you connected. Sounds good. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Mac. Hey, you're thank you're very welcome. And and we hope with What Up as we close that these do help you become more healthy emotionally and spiritually. And if there's anything we can do for you, just send us a message on What Up. Anything else you want to add as we close, Joy? No, we hope you all have a happy holidays and um, the spirit of peace invade your house. Yeah. Take care. Say bye, everybody. Bye. bye. bye.